0: Well, once again, it's time to grab your board, catch a wave, and ride the sales pipeline with your host, Matt Hines from Hines Marketing. Hey, Matt. Hey, Paul. How we doing? Oh, it's raining in California. You know, when it rains in California, everybody's depressed. It's like we all want to go home because it doesn't happen very often.
1: Doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I read uh, you guys some flooding. It's going to be crazy it's down there. You crazy. complain when there's a drought. You complain when it rains. <laughs> we drink. complain.
0: Oh, wow. We complain. You know, we're 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 um, we are a weather snobs. You know, we <laughs> it's supposed to be parrot. It's supposed to be seventy six with a light breeze coming off the ocean every single day here. So.
1: Well, I mean so I think everybody has a little bit of that in them. Seattle, up here in Seattle, we are definitely weather snobs as well. Uh it it's been in the 20s, low 20s overnight and Ooh. lots of people complaining here even though the days are beautiful. In the summer when it gets above 90 degrees here. I mean, the most of the country, much of the country, you know, gets hot and humid all the time. Right. My dad lives in Phoenix and oh, you know, yeah. there's always an over under on, you know, what day <laughs> will it hit 100 for the first yes, time. Right. Usually <laughs> it's like late April or May. When it when it hits 90 in Seattle, it is front page news. I mean, literally, you've got on the TV news, you've got a guy standing outside telling you, "Don't go out. Yeah,
0: exactly,
1: and take water with you everywhere. Like, do not let the sun hit your skin. It's uh, it it's a little. I mean, I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm really not.
0: Well, you know, not to not to take up your show here, but in California here, literally, people will call. I've had people. We have some other shows later today, and people are calling in saying, "Do I really have to come to the studio? Can I call this in today? Here, I don't want to do this live today because it's raining. People." will – call in uh, uh, sick to work they won't show up for meetings just because it's raining you know because they figure well tomorrow it'll be fine let's just wait till tomorrow so wait
1: till it doesn't rain i mean if in seattle if you wait till it doesn't rain you're gonna be waiting forever (laughs) very quickly when i moved up here all right well we could talk about the rain we could talk about the weather all day long i do have a reasonable segue on this so when you know when it comes to weather and predicting weather uh, it is quite complicated. I I, re- I learned recently that predicting whether or not it's going to snow in certain situations is one of the hardest things meteorologists do, hmm. and it takes a lot of data. It takes understanding and interpreting that data in, in, in different ways, in complex ways, and today we're going to be talking a lot about data, about analytics, about attribution as part of sales and marketing pipelines uh, with a great guest today. Thanks very much, everyone, for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. Really glad you're here. You can join us every Thursday live at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. You can always catch us on the podcast. You can find us on the iTunes Store. You can find at Google Play. Anywhere fine uh, podcasts are sold or, or given away for free. So make sure you join us there. Subscribe. Give us a favorable review. We appreciate that and appreciate everyone that is listening live and on the recorded version here today. We cover all things related to the sales pipeline, marketing, sales. We blur those lines on a regular basis and feature great guests, great hosts. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to say great. Great guests, great authors, uh, and people that are thinking and talking about, uh, new ways and new trends, uh, going on with the sales pipeline. We do
0: have great hosts too. I have to interject Oh, uh, well, that. I
1: appreciate that. It wasn't meant to be a pat on the back, but very excited today to have with us Jeff Day. And I've known Jeff up here in Seattle for a long time. He is a, uh, he has, been a, a, a senior marketing executive at numerous companies in and around Seattle for a long time, uh, and has put a particular focus and has a particular passion around the ideas of uh, I think of analytics and attribution. So, I wanted to talk today a little about you know with the increasing amount of information we have available, with the increasing level of data. That's impacting and, 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 and sort of uh, sort of interpreting different parts of the sales pipeline. How do we operationalize that and make sense of it so we're making better decisions moving forward? But first and foremost, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio today.
2: Thank you, Matt. Glad to be here. I, I thought you were going to make some uh, segue into the Stormageddon predictions that we had a couple months back about a windstorm that was going to completely take out Seattle, and it became Storm of Nothing. And it was miss yeah. It, uh, and it was you could parlay that into predictions and how to become a rainmaker for sales Pay plan radio.
1: Well, it, it's it's a it's a good it's there. See, that's even a better segue than I had. You know, <laughs> figuring out like not only okay, like we can always look in hindsight to say, well, that was bad, and how did we miss it? But we're probably gonna you know, we, we that make us any more likely necessarily to miss it again. And uh, I guess you know when we think about sort of the data we have available, how to put that into some type of a report. I mean, that's almost the easy part, but are we looking at the right report what does that report say does it accurately reflect the past and maybe more importantly does it help us make sense of the future and help us better guide what the future should look like how do we think about this how do we describe this like what problem are we talking about here i think even just the language we use seems like it's still very much in flux
2: yeah totally and and you know you know upon reflecting how we got here right we are marketers are in a world of big data right now we can get data from everything, so many data sources, and when I started marketing, you know, we had no data, or, or we were just on the verge of data, and things like marketing automation, and you know, I don't think Google AdWords was even on the scene yet, and so in, in a fairly short period of time, we've gone from nothing to being absolutely overloaded with data, and uh, you know, the systems and the processes and, and just the general uh, understanding I don't, I don't think has caught up yet. And certainly that, you know, I generally operate in the technology world and talking to people not, talking to marketers not in that industry, you know, they're, they're, they're farther behind. And so I think there's a, there's a lot we can do to help marketers uh, in the high tech and non-high tech uh, industry do a lot better by making decisions with data, understanding the performance of their marketing and their marketing channels through the data that they have available. But it is a kind of a complex problem to solve. Uh, in this marketing world
1: i think a lot of people are starting with the data and saying how do i interpret the data and i wonder if instead we should be starting with what answers are we seeking like what what oh, questions yeah. do we need answers what 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 do we need to move forward and so is there is there something we can give folks that that helps helps them narrow in on like what questions and therefore what answers do we need to be better moving forward
2: yeah, you're you're absolutely right that you have to start with the question because that determines what data and how you manipulate—not manipulate, but how you organize the metrics—in order to look at the data in the right way. And I really approach this problem kind of looking at it a few ways. You know, there's there's a lot of things I like to measure, uh, a lot of metrics, a lot of analysis I like to do. But I have a framework that I break it into a few different columns to make it easier to think about. Uh, at one level, I think about do we have the fundamental metrics that the business needs to understand the health of the business, right? And that's things like, and again, it's going to be different for different types of businesses and different industries, but it's like, what is our pipeline health? How much do we have? Do we have enough that uh, based on historical conversion rates, we'll be able to hit our forecasted numbers in the coming quarters, right? Do we have, what's our cost per customer acquisition? If that's a concern, That's that's a primary concern you know for consumer based more transactional businesses because if your cost of customer acquisition is greater than your customer value your customer lifetime value then you're not going to be a profitable business right so that's something that they look at very closely so there there are a number of very fundamental metrics like that uh, i think the next category is within my function or within the different channels of my function, how do I use metrics to ensure that my efforts are either uh, working or they're working optimally, right? So the great example for me in marketing is I look at all my different channels, online advertising, uh, other online marketing events, um, customer advocacy programs, and say, hey, I, I now want metrics core metrics, KPIs in each of these areas to see if they're performing optimally and then I can use those to say, okay, well, we're now performing better than we did last quarter or worse and and you can use those to sort of pull the levers and tweak the dials uh, to make sure that you're always improving. And then the final uh, category that I think about is do we have the capabilities to answer the ad hoc questions that always come up in business, right? Which customer segment is Uh, most valuable to our organization? Uh, What programs are working more effectively than other programs? You know, can we use the data that we have to look at where new growth markets are? And those are all sort of ad hoc questions that you need both the right data and the right instruments to be able to go in and get the right answers.
1: Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Jeff Day. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Jeff W Day. That's J E F F W D A Y. And uh, talking about analytics today and what's important and what questions to ask, what answers we're seeking. Is there data that's required as part of this? I mean, I'm assuming that you we know, don't people that are interested in pursuing this don't need to wait until they have access to all the data. But is there certain data that it's a need to have versus a nice to have? And then is there other data that you would prioritize as sort of the top tier optional? Sources of information, or does it does it does it depend on who you are, what you're doing, how you're measuring it?
2: Yeah, it, you know, again, it totally depends. Um, but again, it's you know, it's a little bit of a, a layered or a peel the onion type approach. I'm a strong advocate for what you very quickly mentioned, which is to say, don't wait until you have all perfect data. Take the data that you have. Uh, figure out one if the data is good, because <laughs> it's not always good. You can have bad data in there, um, but. If it's good, you know, what, what can we learn from this and then what can we improve and what other data sets do we need to really get to the answers to the questions that we want to we answer, right? But, again, if you're looking at things, you know, this is Sales Pipeline Radio, uh, you know, one of the fundamental things, the first things that I always want to instrument very cleanly and very accurately is what is the health of my pipeline, right, from, from tip to tail, from the first marketing touch all the way down to closed and, and hopefully beyond, you know, what is the volume both in, in dollars and the number of deals I'm doing, what's the conversion rate and and what's the velocity of that pipeline. Uh, and so, you know, to answer your question what is the data required, you're gonna you need to know that and, and most CRM or SFA solutions will uh, help you, uh, will give you that data for the sales pipeline. Most marketing automation solutions will give you data for the the marketing side or the lead side of of that pipeline. Um, So those those are a few just sort of fundamentals for a very fundamental metric that, that is relevant to sales pipeline.
1: So is this, I mean, what's the best way to think about this? I, I think a lot of companies just, you know, they, when they think about their data, they're just like, okay, I just got my reports and dashboards, and they don't give a lot of thought to it. It, it strikes me that just thinking of this as analytics um, and even attribution is not really sufficient. Uh, you know, are there? how do we describe this in a way that better reflects its value to the business? It seems like something like performance management is, is moving in the right direction as it because it looks at past performance and uses that to impact or predict or improve future performance how do we describe this in a way that the organization that organizations can start to to rally around
2: yeah it's a great question you know kind of shooting from the hip a little bit right i I think about so i started a company called anoda software that was really focused on on making analytics and 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 a a solution that was more turnkey for marketers so that they could answer some of these tougher questions you brought up attribution a very difficult uh, problem to solve but yet so important to understanding the value of, of the programs and the channels that you're working in um, and just how how are our customers using the marketing tools and the marketing efforts that we're doing to come to us, right? Um, most interactions, you know, particularly if it's a complex sale, you're, you're hitting that prospect seven, ten times with various marketing efforts, website, events, uh, whatever it is, social media, before they actually engage a salesperson. It's really nice to be able to track those things. Uh, I I used the term at the time called marketing performance management. I think it's a very powerful term to say, hey, this is not just, quote, analytics, which kind of, as you alluded, sounds like something without a benefit, but what we're really focusing on, how do we manage the performance of marketing through data, through performance metrics, through analytics, for better performance for the organization. So I love that term. I think it's very, very appropriate.
1: Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back uh, with a lot more with Jeff Day talking about performance management, uh, how to make sense of data and make it actionable and help it tell a story to improve your business. Uh, Give us a couple minutes. We'll be right back. This is Sales Pipeline
2: Radio. Using a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com.
0: In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H e i n z m a r k e t i n g. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem, and it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketers Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H E I N Z (laughs) Marketing.com. I don't know what that was. And now back to Matt and his guest. Thank you
1: very much, Paul. Well, the.
0: Yeah, if you like
1: what you're hearing from Jeff and you want to be able to share this with some other folks in your organization, we will have a recording of this uh, this, this great episode today up on salespipelineradio.com. You can also find all of our past episodes up there. Uh, we've been doing this for a little over a year now, so we've got, oh boy, I think it's including breaks, close to 50 episodes of some great sales and marketing, thought leaders and speakers covering a variety of elements of the pipeline. So you can find that there. You can also subscribe, obviously, to the podcast uh, on iTunes Store and Google Play. Coming up next week, we've got Sherry Johnston, who is the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer at Radius. We're going to be talking about what she's doing to manage her pipeline heading into 2017 and uh, best practices for working in the crucible, uh, which I know our guest today, Jeff Nade, Jay, knows a lot about as well, helping to drive marketing and drive pipeline in a fast-growing uh, high-pressure, high-expectation business. Last week of the month, last Thursday of the month, we're going to have John Miller, who is the co-founder of Marketo and who is the CEO of Engageo. We're going to be talking about what it means to have an account orientation to your sales and marketing, going after the entire buying committee, not just one lead at a time. So John Miller there at the end of the month, uh, very excited to have him. But today we got a few more minutes here. Thankfully with Jeff Day, uh, who has been a marketing leader in Seattle for a number of years, uh, founded Endomo Software a number of years ago as well, is the founder of the Technology Marketing Leadership Council and uh, has really become through his work an expert on uh, analytics, uh, how do you leverage big data to interpret what's working in your business and where to take that forward. I, Jeff, as companies start to invest more or start to think more about investing, do do you need a computer scientist now on your marketing team? Do you need an engineer, who can and leverage this data, or can you? You know, what are the limits of some of the native reporting and access you get from like a Salesforce.com or a marketing automation platform?
2: Yeah, you know, I I, I would love to have a data scientist uh, on my team. I think there's so much you can do, and and somebody who's really good at both getting into the data and, and uh, using the tools to answer these questions is just really powerful. That said, you know, there's a maturity model to this, and, and don't get the cart ahead of the horse by hiring a data scientist uh, right out of the gate when you, when you don't have the fundamentals covered. And, and, and what I mean by the fundamentals is, you know, you can start with the tools that you have and the reporting capabilities that you have and really make those work, you know, to the top of their limits, right? Go in and, and make sure that you're getting the answers that you want, that you have the dashboards and the reporting. And, you know, I, I think about the, the um, Salesforce automation, the marketing automation platforms. Uh, if you're, you know, heavily in mail, all the mail have their reporting capabilities. Social media has their reporting capabilities. Use all those tools to get the reports and the reporting capabilities that you want first. And then think about what you really want to do next, because the data scientist is going to have the most value when they're able to set up data warehouses, and they have BI tools you know, like uh, our hometown Tableau or a Click or you know, a, a Microsoft Power BI or something like that at their disposal, which is a greater investment. A data scientist is a greater investment in, in personnel resources, um, databases, all that. I, I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing to do, and it's very powerful and will have a lot of value, but it is farther up the maturity curve, so make sure that you've taken those first steps first.
1: Yeah, speaking of first things first, you know, where's the point of diminishing returns either for getting started on this or, you know, just overall? I, mean, I guess in other way how much is too much? Is there value in focusing on fewer questions, fewer answers, uh, and, and, and where is the value in sort of going beyond and sort of trying to get, you know, more complete transparency and comprehension in, in what you're seeing?
2: Yeah, you know, from what I've seen uh, with my colleagues and at the various businesses I've been a part of, the too much doesn't come from necessarily having too much data or, or too much analytical capability. It comes from what I call a few different scenarios. One is getting wrapped around the axle and just looking at the same metrics or getting so deep in the data that you've sort of forgotten why you're doing it or what the question is that you're trying to answer, right? And that's really the second one that I was going to bring up is, and you brought it up right out of the gate, is make sure that you're you're actually answering questions, right? Too much can come from, say, wow, I've got all of this different reporting capabilities, but I've forgotten what questions are really important to me right now and why we're looking at these. And in that way, what I would do, uh, and have done it at at many of the businesses where I've been running marketing, is I set up a framework that says, hey, here's here's the tier of dashboards or core metrics, the KPIs that I want to share with my executive team. This is mostly about business health, right? then there's another layer of metrics that I, as a marketing leader, want to look at. Again, it's just a small number, three to five, for each of the main functional areas of marketing, right? So that's different channels, Uh, maybe it's analyst relations, press relations, social media, as well as the classic demand generation. And then within each of those functions, I expect my leaders of those functions be going deep into the metrics, you know, for online advertising, right? They can look at click-through rate and cost and, you know, volume, and, and you can go way, way, way deep into the metrics. But once you break it down, it helps you think, hey, what are the three key things that I want to be measuring that are really critical to understanding the performance of my business or my marketing or my marketing function? And I think in having that framework, it gets you out of the, what is too much mode, or am I not looking at the right things?
1: Well, what's beautiful to me about those questions is it really challenges the status quo of what many people think of as marketing. You know, I think we're, I think marketers, even good uh, math marketers, good marketers that, rep- that embrace revenue responsibility are still facing the stereotype of the arts and crafts marketer, right? That is doing a lot of activity and not necessarily even focusing on revenue results, let alone measuring anything. Uh, so, you know, this is clearly a better way to sort of getting at better answers and sort of following this path gets you, sort of makes you far more accountable and far more valuable to the business. But ideally, I think it's it's not just, you know, marketing campaign performance management. Ideally, this is full funnel management. So is there any... Is there any obstacle or any challenge in getting sales on board with this as well um, to make sure that you're reporting on the entire funnel, not just the top half?
2: You know, I, I would say there's probably <laughs> there's two types of people in this world, <laughs> to, to quote Clint Eastwood, right? Um, there's two types of sales leaders, and there's sales leaders that understand data and want to look at the data and want to answer questions on the data, and there's um, there's the sales leaders that don't. And, and you're going to get a lot of friction and pushback from the sales leaders that don't want to look at it. Should absolutely be looking at, you know, conversion rate performance of the sales pipeline. You should be looking at how different segments within the sales pipeline work uh, and how well they perform. You should be going, you know, do do post mortems on, on on individual deals as a as a qualitative way of looking at it, and then, and then trying to build up uh, a quantitative approach to that as well. I, I find resistance. Kind of blanket resistance to looking at the data and having that sort of transparency to the performance of the sales leader and the sales organization, or not. Right. So I think mm-hmm. it's a very binary thing. I don't know. You you've got a lot of experience in this as well. Is that what you find, Matt?
1: yeah yeah I, I you know it's what's what's nice about the data though is it's not like you're it, I think it's a lot harder if you've got a sales team that is reluctant to get them to embrace a sales enablement program get them to embrace and leverage new content you're putting in front of them um, if you if you have data coming out of the sales organization this the sales team isn't always the gate you know i mean you can get if you can get access to that information on the back end you can start to report uh, the challenge comes in shining light on things that a sales team may not want light sh- shown on um right. and so you know as much as it's it'd be fun to be able to say this is just about the data and seeing what it tells you there is still a cultural impact to making sure the organization is ready for what the data is going to say there is there is responsibility and accountability based on the answers you're getting that some of those organizations, including parts of marketing, that aren't used to seeing, um, so that's that's the part that I might I'm not worried about, but I think is it's worth people being cognizant of. Just not everyone is comfortable with that full level of accountability and transparency.
2: Yep, I think that's exactly right. That you, you're saying what I was trying to say in probably a better way. Uh, and, and and you know it takes and, and it's very true for marketing as well, right? You know, there's definitely been times where I've gone into things whole hog. Uh, said this was going to solve the world's problems. The data showed that it didn't, <laughs> and you had to swallow hard and say, "Great, we're not doing that anymore. I was wrong. Let's go try something else." But there's also, for, for us marketers, you know, you can step into this discussion by saying, "Hey, let's make a small team. We're not questioning, you know, your leadership ability or anything like that. But let's look at the data to see that we're making the right decisions for the business." And, and, and there is an element of how do we present. This uh, introspection into performance that would help, um, you know, sales leaders that are potentially resistant to it uh, accept this new culture more willingly.
1: Absolutely. Well, I want to thank our guest today, Jeff Day. It's been a fun conversation. These always go by way too fast. But uh, if you want to learn more about Jeff, you can catch him on Twitter at W Day. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, attribution, performance management, uh, definitely check out more of our episodes on Sales Pipeline Radio. Get a replay of Jeff's conversation on salespipelineradio.com. Subscribe to our podcast. You get access there as well. And. Uh, On behalf of Jeff, on behalf of Paul, I want to appreciate everyone for joining. Please join us again next week at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. Look forward to catching you there, catching you on the podcast. This is Matt Hines. This has been
0: Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio, brought to you by Matt Hines and Hines Marketing, right here on The Funnel Radio Network.